Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your wonderfully excited cast of craziness is here today. we got Mr. Mark Cockrell at the helm. Greetings. And we have Mr. Don Sullivan holding down the South Georgia Annex. Hey, everybody. <laughs> he was doing well, I figured I had to hold up the whole crazily excited part since Mark <laughs> really didn't bring it home. No, I didn't. Sorry. Sorry, Mark. And then, uh, of course, you got me, Aaron Butler, here is, as always, uh, leading us into the fray. And so today's going to be kind of a, a hodgepodge mishmash uh, um, what's the word? Patchwork, um, made up podcast episode. We've got a couple of little topics, and in a minute you'll be hearing from some of Los Niños de Familia. If you don't know what that is in Spanish, Mark, can you translate? Uh, I think it was the family kids. Yeah, the kids of the family. Los Niños del Familia. It was the, the gringo accent that threw me off there. Exactly. It was the Italian accent. What I, did. <laughs> I, was I, was I, did say, I Italian thought accent. we went Italian there in the middle. You know, I wasn't sure what happened. You know why I did it with an Italian accent, don't you? <laughs> because, because somebody had sent somebody, you an email. Somebody sent me an email, finally. I'd already given up and just forgotten about the contest, <laughs> but we had somebody send an email. We actually did have somebody send an email. And, you know, the frustrating thing has been a little bit is I know we have literally tens of listeners not what we actually have more than I that. I think we may up to be be up to a couple of dozen now. Yeah. We actually have, you know, quite a few listeners, more than the 10 or 15 I thought we would have whenever we first started this podcast. You know, a few hundred downloads a month at least. I don't even know the numbers. We're just going to say 1000. I'm going to make that number up. We have 10,000 listeners every week. 1 million listeners. Yeah. We we have listeners out there, lots of listeners, but apparently none of them like to email. They I guess they're afraid of technology. Podcasts are the only thing they do. But, they're uh, listening to us listener, while they're running, and listener. they don't pull out their devices of mobileness and type out an email while they're doing exercise. That's all it is, Aaron. <laughs> I thought you should be aware. Well, one listener actually found us on iTunes. She liked the logo, which I thought was cool, and downloaded about the last 10 episodes and has been playing catch-up, and so she ran across the email contest, and she figured that it would have long ago have been... Uh, finished but she went ahead and sent an email in anyway i think she must have heard my final plea that said just send me any email and you'll win because uh she actually sent one in reference to uh whenever i talked about my uh major food food faux pas when i ate the uh the 2700 calorie lunch on accident that day well hers is not quite as bad as mine uh, but i'm just gonna i'm gonna read it to you it says like this, hi, I'm a recent listener and been catching up on old podcasts and listening to requests for emails, Italian-esque, and food mistakes. Well, my food faux pas was with Elio's Pizza. Have you ever got, any one of y'all ever had Elio's Pizza? I never heard of it. Not, nope. either. I, I don't know where she's at, so it could, it could be a regional thing. I looked quickly at the nutritional information and saw it was 120 calories. Woohoo! Well, after I ate and looked again, it was 120 per serving and each piece was three servings. Boo. Oops. <laughs> Gotta love it. And then she says, and for my Italian-esque email, it has nothing to do with fitness, but it's funny. And she sent a joke. So hopefully this won't offend any of our Italian-American uh, comrades out there. But I'm going to read this joke because I thought it was pretty darn funny. All right, here we go. An Italian man wants a job, but the foreman won't hire an Italian unless he, until he passes a little math test. Here's your first question, the foreman said. Without using numbers, represent the number nine. Without the numbers, the Italian says, that's a easy 
and he proceeds to draw three trees. What's this? the boss asks. Have you got no brain? Tree and tree and tree make a nine, says the Italian. Fair enough, says the boss. Here's your second question. Use the same rules, but this time the number is 99. The Italian stares into space for a minute, then picks up the picture that he has just drawn and makes a smudge on each tree. There you go. The boss scratches his head and says, How on earth do you get that to represent 99? Each of the trees is a dirty now, so it's dirty tree, dirty tree, dirty tree. That is 99. The boss is getting word that he's actually going to have to hire this Italian, so he says, All right, last question. Same rules again, but represent the number 100. The Italian stares into space some more, then he picks up the picture again and makes a little mark at the base of each tree and says, There you go, 100. The boss looks at the attempt and says, You must be nuts if you think that represents 100. The Italian leans forward and points to the mark at the base of each tree and says, A little dog came along and crap about each tree. Now you got a dirty tree and a turd, dirty tree and a turd, dirty tree and a turd. That's make a 100. So when do I start? <laughs> so, Very nice. Thank you, uh, Evelyn, I believe was her name, for that joke and for the email. And she has opted for her prize. She does not want the road ID, even though she is a runner. She didn't want, unfortunately, Mark, the Element OP uh, embroidered hat. Well, hey, that's better for me. I don't have to pay for it. I know. But what she does want is the T-shirt that has not yet been designed or created. So that means now, A, I have to come up with a T-shirt. B, I have to design it. C, I have to create it. Four, I have to print it and make it. And five, I have to mail it to her, which is fine with me because she sent me an email. I'm so happy and excited about it. And thank you very much. Evelyn, for responding to our email contest. You are the winner. You got a little Swedish there just at the very end. <laughs> Did I get a little Swedish? You are <laughs> That's the our winner. next contest. Send me an email. <laughs> There's the uh, next one. You got Mark, your hook. Got a couple of weeks here. We're going to have Dr. Leibowitz back on the show. So what's going on with you that he well, might be interested in hearing about? Yeah, uh, just today, this very afternoon, moments ago, in fact, uh, the... Uh, nurse type person came and delivered my CPAP machine. Now, I told you a while back I had the sleep study um, <clears throat> and the wheels of insurance move slowly when you have cheap Texas teacher insurance. Uh, so almost a month and a half later, I now have my machine. So tonight will be my first night sleeping with tubes stuck up my nose. I'm so excited about that. Now, I have to admit, I'm a little surprised. Do you not have to go in with the machine and have it fitted? Before? She brought the machine to me. And she fitted did on the you fitting you're... right at the house. Oh, okay, I got you. So they that, did, that they was I'm, I'm assuming that was the purpose of the nurse coming and not right instead that, of just yeah. dropping it right. off by. You first said that I was like, and when did we start using nurse delivery people? <laughs> That's in case you're you're so surprised that they finally show up, you drop dead in a heart attack. You have a nurse right there. To no, it was it. about an hour altogether. She trained okay. me on how the, how the machine goes uh, together and how it works, and and made sure we went through several different masks to make sure we got everything that that fitted right, and then uh, and then she left it with me. Cool. Well, I uh, I have a coworker that's recently started using one, and he's seen a difference. So I expect to hear great things from you. I expect your chipperness to go through the roof. Yeah, see, so my kids were all in there. I wanted them all in the room because I wanted them to see and hear it, so that you know, if they come to my room in the middle of the night, they won't be scared by it. Right. And uh, she said that uh, this will help Daddy sleep, and maybe he won't be so grumpy. And my middle daughter Amelia said, "No, he'll still be grumpy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, nurse, for setting that one up for them to knock out of the park for Mark. <laughs> All right, so in the news this week, I came across a pretty interesting little article. Uh, the most popular health topics of 2011. I thought that was kind of an interesting subject. So I, you know, went to my same old, same old. We, I seem to pull from the New York Times a lot. And it was the most popular health topics, like I said, of 2011. 
and it goes through and talks about basically what was really searched a lot in, on Google and Yahoo and Bing and things like that. Uh, of course, Weight Watchers, diet and obesity were two of the top health-related searches. Pregnancy symptoms, not really much to discuss on that show amongst us guys at least. Diabetes symptoms, gallbladder symptoms, lots of symptoms. You know, people today are more and more self-diagnosing um, on on the li- on using the interwebs, and so I thought that was very interesting. Uh, here's a here's a funny one I thought among those that made the top list. What is physical fitness? That's somebody that's starting off from the beginning. <laughs> that's a that's a baseline buy-in right there. Or it's what a kid having to write a report for health class. That's true, but I, I don't I don't know that that would be a, a top hit if it was. Uh, um, a kid, but maybe maybe it is. Uh, treating depression came up quite a bit, and it's interesting because the the month they kind of spiked in certain months, like sunscreen, poison oak, rash, and sinusitis spiked in May uh, as people started going outside and getting outside. But and but treating depression spiked in March and August, and I kind of had expected that to spike in the uh, in the winter much. You know, the SADS, seasonal acquired depression syndrome, whatever it is. But apparently, no, it, it didn't. So it's interesting art- affective disorder, by the way, is it? Yeah, it's, I got to use my my counseling degree once in a while. Seasonal affective disorder. Okay, it just makes you sad, right? Oh, did, <clears throat> did I tell you guys already about Nathaniel's dream the other night? Yeah, I know Mark. We talked about it because we talked about it on the uh, periodic table. No, but you got to tell the story again. That's too good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard it either, so go for it. Okay. So Nathaniel, as is, he is wont to do, comes in bright and early. When I say bright and early, I mean 5.30 sometimes into my room. Stands on my bed and says, Dad, 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 until I say, Yes, Nathaniel. I had a dream. Me and your mom were in a dance competition. And if you messed up, you got kicked off. And you fell a long ways down to a racetrack. And uh, then we raced. And we won that race. And the rest was just commercials. <laughs> And the rest was just commercials. That's awesome. That sounds about right. I don't have any idea what's in that boy's head sometimes. Well, the other thing was we were playing a game the other night. He has seen the Green Lantern animated series that's that's coming out. The, the debut has come on. And so if you know anything about Green Lantern, if you're a little bit of a geek, you know um, Green Lantern has an oath. You know, in brightest day and darkest night, no evil shall escape my sight. He says this oath when he puts the ring in the lantern to charge it. So Nathaniel and I were playing a game. He had some dice in his hand, and he's shaking them. He's shaking them. I see him going like that, mumbling. Then he goes, "Green Lantern's light," and throws his dice out <laughs> as he finishes the oath. Uh, so I am already raising a geek. He's five years old, and he's playing games and quoting the Green Lantern oath while he's shaking his dice and rolling them. Yes. So that's the way to do it. You know. uh, I really only have one other real thing to share. This, like I said, this is if you're looking for the short episode. If you're going to do a short run, guys, um, this is the podcast to uh, stick on your podcaster. If you're going to do a little short exercise thing tonight, because this is probably going to be a 30, 40 minute episode by the time it's all said and done. And before I get into my final topic, I just wanted to, to throw one thing out there. I imagine, uh, unlike Yvette, Yvette, Evelyn, our recent listener that won the contest, um, a lot of people that are listening to this show are pullovers from our original. Um, parent company, you know, Element OP's Tightwad Tech, the, 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 uh, what's the word? The flagship podcast of the Element OP network. Uh, and so I'm, I'm imagining we still have a higher percentage than average of geek listeners compared to most fitness podcasts out there. I'm just guessing. Would you say that was probably true, Mark? Uh, yeah, we don't have that kind of demographic, but that's a good estimate. Good guess. 
Yeah, it's a total guess. We're making this up, but I'm just, that's my feeling. Uh, that, because uh, the, the other listeners besides Evelyn that I have corresponded with, and there has been some, have all been tech related people uh, without, ex- without maybe, maybe one exception. So, <clears throat> 89% of the people that I've talked to at least have some kind of technology background. Now, you know, the other podcast that I'm on is Everyday Linux. Um, and Linux, if you don't know what it is, go listen to Everyday Linux. I won't bore you by telling you what it is right now, but it's an operating system. And lots of people who use Linux and people that listen to like the Taiwan Tech and are in IT, they are typically considered smart, geeky, even nerdy sometimes people. Um, Don, Mark, are you, am, I, am I way off the beaten path here? Or you think I'm fairly... I think you're trotting a very well-worn path, sir. Okay. So... In fact, sometimes I would even say that that crowd tends to think of themselves as smarter than the average person. Hence the Nick, your company's IT guy, you know, skit on Saturday Night Live, that kind of thing. So I just want to throw this out there in the nicest way possible from one, you know, former fat, still chubby, working his way down, IT guy, geek, uh, superhero, video game playing person to the rest of you that might be listening. If you're the 115 pound marathon runner, Feel free to pull your earphones out and clean your ears for a minute and kind of dry them off because this is not to you. I know you're really, really smart. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be in the IT field. So do something really smart and make some healthy decisions in 2012 and, and be around for a long time so we can benefit from your intelligence. I know too many smart people that make stupid choices in regards to their health. I being one of them for a long, long time. And so I'm just encouraging you 2012 is right around the corner. Don't wait till then to get started. There's no reason you can't start today or tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, take that, that, uh, that, uh, prodigious intel- intellect that you have and put it toward figuring out ways to be healthy. Uh, along those lines, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a Mr. Steve Camp on the show, I believe. Don, can you tell us a little bit about Steve Camp and who he is and what he does? Uh, Steve, Steve Cam. Cam. Is the, leader of the nerd fitness rebellion and he is yes he's an awesome guy who uh has been blogging for a long time about all things nerdy that he somehow segues beautifully into fitness everything from the force to legos to indiana jones and 007 and man you go on and on with that kid um and we'll be talking to him about how he makes his nerdiness so effective toward keeping himself and others fit. Yeah, so it's just kind of a little big market teaser then again. He's actually supposed to be with us the first week of January. He travels all over the world, so hopefully we won't catch him in some area where the Internet has just been taken over by Russian mafia or something like that. Um, so I'm really hoping that, that we're able to get him on successfully because it will be interesting. So that's my, that's my encouragement to all, you, to all you fat guy geeks out there that, you know, have to buy the double X and triple X shirts and those kind of things. You know, I lived that life for so long. I'm right there with you. Uh, I understand that it's difficult, but you guys are smart. Um, and I know if you can put your mind to figuring out some kind of technical problem, you can, your, your body is a machine. You can figure out this machine and get it to work for you, not against you. So that's, that's my encouragement to you. It's not a, it's not a slam. It's an encouragement. Hopefully you, hopefully you took it that way. Also, to Mark the 115-pound marathon runners, he didn't mean to tell you to stop listening because you weren't one of the intelligent folks that we were addressing. Just no, so you know. I, meant to mean, I meant to tell you you weren't listening to stop listening because if you're <laughs> if you did think that, Aaron's time. email is A-R-O-N <laughs> at one So what you're uh, saying is Aaron said marathon runners are too dumb to listen to this show. Yeah, right, take your earphones out because we're not talking to you guys. 
What I'm saying is, if you're 115 pounds, you're not a fat guy right now. You're not worried about that. If you're running a marathon, you're probably not a fat guy. Uh, so, I was speaking to the the couch potato geeks is what I was trying to. Oh, I was trying to target that. So, oh, okay. Don, Mark, you have anything you want to throw in on that? I mean, you guys are both. I mean, we're we're three peas in a pod when it comes to this topic. Well, you know, I. Exactly. Eloquently put. Yeah, they don't call me the 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 radio voice for nothing. Uh, Think of a chicken little whenever. It's just gibberish from the mind of a madman. Um, <laughs> you talking about me? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that that this when I finally decided to make a change, I took it in that very analytical direction. You know, I, I analyzed the data, I took notes, I looked for trends, and then I started making changes and eliminating variables. So that's what's going to work for me, I hope, and, and that's what's going to work for uh, other maybe nerdy people. Uh, some people can just go on a motion and say, ah, I'm just, I'm charged up and today I'm going to exercise and, and the whole new world, I've had it and it's, it's a whole different thing. And if that works for you, awesome. But if you're the the analytical type, it probably isn't going to work. You're going to have to convince yourself of the logic of losing weight. Yeah, I'll tell well, you. Well, one of the great parts about it, though, is it's easy to pick apart the lifestyle that we have all once lived. My goodness gracious, there is a much better way out there to live, and hopefully, we're showing that to people. Well, I uh, went down to the gym yesterday after I left work, and I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. And it just so happened that on the television. Uh, for a change, it's almost always the news, and somebody else is already watching it, and it drives me crazy because I do not like to watch the news, usually ever, much less when I'm trying to be motivated to exercise. And they had VH1 on, 40 greatest celebrity fitness stories or something like that. I don't remember the title, but it was basically 40 people, celebrities that had lost weight. And uh, one of the ones that was really interesting to me was Jack Osborne was on there. And he did not go the traditional route of getting a trainer and joining a gym. He decided to become an adrenaline junkie type thing, and he started mountaineering and and snowboarding and things like that. Things he's in, you know, he thought he would like love to do, and so for him, it became the challenge of I want to climb that mountain, and I can't quite do it yet because I'm still too over out of shape. And he was training to do those things that he enjoyed. So there's a way for everybody, I think, to do it. You know, for me, talking about the analytical part, Mark. Yeah, I think any nerd or geek would be proud of my weight loss spreadsheet that I tracked my weight in. I had, I still have it, I still use it. Um, my original weight, my goal body fat percentage, my current body fat percentage, my current lean muscle mass based upon my current weight, my lean muscle mass that I will need to have at my final based upon my current lean muscle mass, uh, how much I've lost, what percentage of my total body fat I've lost, what percentage of my weight loss that I want to lose that I've lost, my current trend up and down, and a graph to see it all below it. And so, uh, and every week I go in there, plug my number in, and okay, watch the little trend go down or not go down or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely falling into that analytical part of it myself. Anything else, guys, before I jump into my last little segment here? Take it. Nothing. Roll on. This, this Sunday is Christmas, you know. Yes, Merry Christmas. Y'all get anything exciting for Christmas? I, I honestly don't even know if I'm getting anything for Christmas. I haven't asked for anything. This is the first year ever that I don't know what I'm getting for Christmas. Oh, Don's got a new phone, an Android phone. I, I have an Android phone, and I'm so excited. Have you put what the Omen Opie app on it yet? Yes. Awesome. What, what kind of phone is it, Don? This is, uh, we're on Straight Talk, and I won't even get into all that, but it is a <laughs> LG Optimus Q. Awesome. And here's your Don's Omen Opie app. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. 
and it is cool. great. I, it just jumps right into any of the podcasts. I had no idea that it was, uh, which I'm really impressed with the the Android anyway. But yeah, you can just really go into whatever you want to listen to. It's right there. Quick total plug, breaking plug, of plug, the show. Plug, plug. Quick total. Yeah, good job, Don. Quick Thanks. total diversion breaking of the show. Uh, my coworker today. Um, I had I rebooted my phone because uh, Verizon had a network outage on their 4G today, and it hung my phone, my you know the radio, and it got hung up. And he's like, "Yeah, I've had this iPhone a year and a half. I've never rebooted it." I said, "You haven't?" He said, "Yeah." He said, I, he said something, blah blah blah, and I said, "So really? So how, do you check your Gmail on that?" He said, "Yeah, I've got a you know I'd go in here pop and I thought pop free, huh? Yeah." So how about your Google Calendar? Is that synced with it? Well, I don't really use Google, and I, so we did a couple other things, and, then, and I said, "So, how's your signal? How many times you dropped a call on that phone?" So, okay, fine, fine, <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs> I played around for a little bit, you know. We kind of did a little bit back and forth, and I just said, "How's your signal?" And that was the end of it. He just said, "I've been thinking about switching to Verizon." That was his last word because <laughs> he's on AT and T. Yeah, I've had, I have, I have one spot in all of Metro Atlanta that I have ever dropped a call. Unfortunately, it's in on the route between my house and work. So every day, if I'm on talking on the way home from work. There's one little spot. I'm like, okay, mom, I'm coming up to the car. Hello, I'm back on. <laughs> it drops it right there every time, the same spot. But anyway. All right, so people have told me before that I am crazy, and tonight I'm going to prove it. I'm attempting to record a podcast with four kids under the age of 12, uh, one of which is my son, which is the equivalent of 15 kids under the age of 10. So this ought to be pretty exciting. We have with us Nathaniel Butler. Can you say hi, Nathaniel? Hi. And how old are you, Nathaniel? Good. How old are you? Five. You don't have to keep waving, Nathaniel. You've already waved from the entire world ten times. Make it screen all blurry. I know. It does make all the screen all blurry. Okay, now stop waving and, and let let's other kids have a turn. Now, Mark, who do you have with you there? Let's let them introduce themselves. I have my three daughters, Abby. Abby, tell the people how old you are. Um, Nine. And what's your name, little girl? Amelia. And how old are you? Seven. And you are? What's your name? Elise. And how old are you? Three. All right. So that's awesome. my crew. So we have three, five, seven, nine. That's awesome. That's that's pretty good stair steps. We got to get a good cross section <laughs> of the populace. So, due to time constraints, uh, age differences, time zones, and school tomorrow, we're going to jump right into this. So let's just go around and ask real quick poll. What is your favorite food, Amelia? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite food? Um. What is the only thing you ever eat, Amelia? Um. Chicken nuggets. That's her favorite food. Chicken nuggets. All right. Next, cockerel daughter. My favorite dinner is eating chicken nuggets and applesauce. Chicken nuggets and applesauce. applesauce. Mm. Awesome. And how about you, young lady? Macaroni. Macaroni. Cheese. All right. And you want cheese on it too, right? Macaroni and cheese, not just macaroni. Uh-huh. Nathaniel? Nathaniel's coughing. He's had a little bit of a cold. Nathaniel, what's your favorite food? Cheryl has to unmute him. What's your favorite food, Nathaniel? Um P I Z Z A. P I Z Z A. What does that spell? Pizza. Yeah. Can you, move your, can you move your microphone up a little bit for me, buddy? Closer to your mouth? Not in your mouth, though, but closer. There we go. I like. We just want to know your favorite. You gave us your favorite. That's pizza. Now, Don, you have a daughter. What's her favorite food? 
Yes, her favorite food is milk. <laughs> and how old is she? She is six months old. Six months old. All right. How come you didn't so, get her on Skype? Yeah. She's asleep right now. Oh, okay. So let's go back the other way, and we'll go the opposite. We'll start with Nathaniel this time. Nathaniel, what's your least favorite food? What's the food you really, really don't like? And girls be thinking, because we're fixing to ask you. Asparagus. Asparagus. I love asparagus now. How about the ladies? Abby, what do you really not like? Peas. 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 Good answer. Lettuce. Lettuce. What do you really not like? Um... Cheese sticks. Cheese stick? Oh, you love cheese sticks. <laughs> I like. I don't like um. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Her Brussels sister whispered sprouts. that in her ear. She has no idea what those are. That's a smart girl, though. <laughs> I don't like Brussels sprouts either. All right, so we're just gonna do a little, a little pick and choose. Let me just ask you this. Um, uh, uh, Ella. Ella, is there? You have a daughter named Ella, Mark? <laughs> no. <laughs> Amelia, Abby, <laughs> Elise. <laughs> Abby, I don't know how could I not remember that since that's Don's wife's name too. Abby, if you had to pick between ice cream, oh, this is a silly question because I already know this is your favorite, or macaroni and cheese, which one would you pick? Ma- uh, macaroni. All right, Elise, ice cream or macaroni and cheese? Which one would you rather have? Ice cream or mac and cheese? What would you pick? Um, um, Applesauce and chicken nuggets. Okay, applesauce and chicken nuggets. Now, Amelia, uh, mac and cheese or applesauce or ice cream? Ice cream. Ice cream. Nathaniel, would you rather have ice cream or macaroni and cheese? Macaroni. Macaroni and cheese. That's interesting. We had a couple people pick macaroni and cheese over ice cream, the quintessential child food. So how about this, Nathaniel? Would you rather have a hamburger or pizza? That's a hard one because that's two of his favorites. Hamburger or pizza? Today it would be pizza. Today it would be pizza. All right, Abby, how about you? Uh, is that a tough one? I forgot the question. Hamburger or pizza? What's your favorite? Cho- what's your choice? I would have to say hamburger. Hamburgers. I love hamburgers. Yeah. Hamburgers are the perfect food. Mark, just pick another random daughter. Whoever's close. Favorite- hamburgers or pizza? Um, pizza. Pizza. Uh, she was sure on that one. Pizza. <laughs> Pizza. pizza, so we're we're pizza. We're three for four for pizza. That's pretty good. Now let's make it a little tough, more tough. Now, how about this one? Are you listening, Nathaniel? Or are you going crazy? It looks like you're going crazy. I need you to listen. Chips and salsa, or cookies. Which one would you like better, Nathaniel? Why don't you go ahead and answer first, since you look like you're ready to answer. Uh. Would you rather have chips and salsa, like from the Mexican restaurant, or cookies? Salsa. Chips and salsa. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. I know you like chips and salsa. How about you, Abby? Oh, or whoever. I'm sorry. Cookie. Cookies. Cookies. Uh, cookies. Cookies. Chips and salsa or cookies? Cookies. 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 Although, so had you said queso, is... she'd have been all over the queso. Oh, I didn't think about queso. We, yeah. All right. Last question on the on the pick pick one or the other. Green beans or mashed potatoes? Let's start. Let's go youngest to oldest. Mark. Abby. Uh, wait, Elise. Green beans or mashed potatoes? Um. Sandwich and some water. Sandwich and some water. Okay. Uh, green beans or mashed potatoes? Um, green beans. Green beans. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Nathaniel, green beans or mashed potatoes? Which one do you like better? Mashed potatoes. 
All right, so we got a couple of mashed potatoes, one green bean, and one, what was it, applesauce? Uh, sandwich and water. <laughs> sandwich and water. Fantastic. All right, so here's the question for you kids. You ready? Listen for the question. What food does your parents always want you to eat that you don't like to eat? They're always trying to get you to eat it. Who'd like to answer that question first? Raise your hand. Um, Abby, I see your hand. It would have to be peas and broccoli. Peas and broccoli. Nathaniel, I saw your hand. What what do you what do you what are mom and daddy always trying to get you to eat that you don't like? Asparagus. Asparagus. Asparagus, exactly. How about you, Elise? Amelia. Amelia. Can I have name tags, please, on your daughter's mark? I'm suddenly totally confused <laughs> by their names. <laughs> Amelia, how about you? What is what's what, what's mom and dad always trying to get you to eat? I don't know. All right. Elise, what does mommy want you to eat that you don't like to eat? Um, chicken. Chicken. Okay, we're stuck on chicken. I like a sandwich and water. <laughs> she still likes sandwich and water. That's great. All right, so last question. Here we go. Last question, kids. Are you listening, Nathaniel? Are you focused in? I like sandwich and water, too. Here's the last question. You ready? What food do you always want, but your parents never let you have, or almost never? Nathaniel, I see your hand. Um. What are you always asking for, and mom and dad don't hardly ever let you have it? Do you have an answer, or you just wanted to raise your hand? Chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, yeah. All right, how about the ladies? Gum drops. Gumdrops. Gumdrops. Ooh. What do you ask for that mommy and daddy don't let you have? Gumdrops. Gumdrops, okay. She does not know what the heck they are. And Abby's <laughs> abstaining from answering. All right. So let me ask you this, kids. One last question. We're going to go away from food for a minute. We're going to ask another question. Do you like to exercise? And if you do, what's your favorite thing to do for exercise? Nathaniel, calm down. Nathaniel, calm down. Bouncing off the walls does not count as exercise. <laughs> as I say, the exercise. thing that lives its life as right. exercise. Do, do, do any of the ladies like to have, have an answer on what their favorite thing to do for exercise is? And do you like to ride exercise? my bike? Ride, ride my bike. bike. She's suddenly Italian. We fit. We fit. Oh, yeah. Nathaniel loves We Fit, too. What do you like to do for exercise? Um. All right. Um. Nathaniel, what do you like to do for exercise? Wait for mom to unmute you. What do you like to do for exercise? One more time. Boxing, he says. He's still muted, but he says boxing. All right. So, ladies, I think we're going to call this closed, on, finished with our, sa- our segment, our sandwich and water segment. Do y'all have anything y'all want to say before you go? And no, they're gone. Thank you, Nathaniel. I love you. Have a good night. Thank you, ladies. Bye. See you later. It was like reverse kid osmosis in the pod pod there, Mark. I, I don't I don't even know what to call that. I wouldn't even call that organized chaos. That was just plain chaos. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. If you can't see the feed with Nathaniel, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> so all right. So that was our kids segment. In all its glory. Um and the the point of this episode, A, it's filler because it's the holidays. And B, um, 
and B, his child just walked into the room with him and he had to mute his mic. <laughs> the child segment returns. <laughs> That's right. We just thought we were done with that segment. Part two, the sun appears magically behind me as I'm about to go to B. I don't even remember what A was. A, because it's the holiday season. Filler. And B, um, you know, kids are a big part of the family. A lot of times they can actually drive what parents eat themselves. You know, Amen, uh, brother. You're out going to, you know, you're driving around and you got to grab something fast, but you go where the kid likes. So you go to McDonald's or you go to, you know, Chick-fil-A or, or as we say here, chicken filet. Um, and so being a part of the family, uh, a family as a huge factor on what you eat. Now, it was interesting because all the kids um, picked at least one thing that was halfway decent. Uh, you know, every need a kid. Every kid had uh, for the green beans mashed potatoes, er, it, which mashed potatoes aren't the greatest thing for you, but they are potatoes. They're at least a vegetable. Um, all the kids, I had that exact glass, Mark. All the kids um, had no problem answering that one. And in fact, we had one pick green beans or two pick green beans. We had a couple of kids pick salsa and chips over cookies, which I thought was interesting. I kind of gave them a low, you know, a slow ball on the hamburgers or pizza. That isn't really hard for either one, but um, you know, the things that their parents would don't let them eat. Obviously, were candy type things, uh, so it's kind of interesting. Just as a little big market teaser here, in a couple of three, four weeks, we're going to have Laura Field back on, the ex- registered dietitian extraordinaire from the University of Chicago, and we're going to actually tap tackle the entire topic of childhood obesity. Um, you know, hyperactivity is a trade-off. No worry about Nathaniel becoming <laughs> rope, <laughs> round or rotund um, because he is go, 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 go all the time. In fact, we do things like, okay, Nathaniel, go outside and run five laps around the playground equipment, go. Um, pretty regularly to get him to just burn some energy off. Um, so he, uh, he isn't really in danger in spite of the fact that his parents are you know, struggling to become healthier and more fit and have had bad, lifetimes of bad eating habits. I take that back. Cheryl hasn't had a lifetime of bad eating habits. She's had a lifetime of bad eating habits since she's known me. <laughs> Cheryl was very, very slim when she met me, and then I slowly brought her to the dark side over the course of many years of bad food and, and making bad choices. So I prefer the term the delicious side. The delicious side. What, what is that scripture? You can't get salt water and fresh water from the same well? Yeah. It's true. Once you started pouring salt in her well, that was it. Yeah. So, all right. And thus ends... The segment we shall term chaos. So uh, we've had the kids on, we've had the uh, we've had the email contest, a lot of fun stuff. I want to talk about something fairly serious for a minute, and and I and I'll be I'm not being you know joking when I say I'll try not to get choked up about it, because um, I, I I am a kind of a weepy type big guy. Uh, yesterday, the December twentieth was the two year anniversary of my sister passing away from lung cancer, and if you've you know listened to the very 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 first episode of One Million Workout or read any of my bio stuff or maybe some other podcast um, blogs, um, you'll know that her uh, death was one of the things that got me finally motivated to get healthy. She passed away 09, um, uh, December 20th, 09. And for about the next six months, I, in the back of my head, I just had this tickler just sitting there kind of every once in a while just kind of come back up to me. And basically what it came down to was this. My sister was, was 50 years old when she passed away. And she'd been, she'd been diagnosed with lung cancer about a year and a half before. And she did everything within her power to be healthy. She ate everything they told her to eat. She exercised. She did, she took all the medications they told her to do. And she 
was in actually in remission for a, a couple of months. But she did every single thing she could physically do uh, to be healthy, and she still had her health stolen by disease. And you know, you contrast that with me two years ago, and the only thing wrong with me is literally I was fat and lazy. I had no chronic illnesses. I had no physical limitations. I just sat around on my butt every day, seven days a week, and ate four or 5,000 calories. And so, you know, I started thinking about what a gift of health I have. Uh, and, you know, the Bible talks about being a steward of everything we've been given. And I was not being a good steward of my health. I was being a bad steward of my health. I was being a horrible steward of my health. And so that was one of the three things that really motivated me to uh to get healthy so yesterday um you know i've been fighting a little bit of a knee thigh hip it band tendonitis thing and uh, i had already talked myself out of working out joshua my, my buddy and i were going to go run at the trails it started raining and he said well i already did some stair step at lunch so i'll just go on home maybe we can go hit some pavement later and i was like yeah it's probably gonna be raining and uh, i'll probably need to rest my knee again another you know a couple of days and I, I talked myself out of it I got in the elevator and I went down and I actually, I leave the building on the same floor that the gym in our building is on. So I came out of the elevator. I had my clothes in my hand and I walked up and I could have turned right or I could have turned left. Right. Take me outside. Left takes me to the gym. And I just, you know, I just made that conscious decision. I turned left. I went to the gym, jumped on the elliptical, knocked out 30 minutes real quick, watching VH1 like I was talking about and, uh, and went home. And, you know, and that felt like to me a major victory. Um, I felt like, A, uh, you know, I've, I've been traveling for work and so my schedule's been kind of wacky and I've been injured. So I, I haven't been able to do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, like I like to do that kept me regimented. And it felt like I made, again, the decision to own my own health and honor my sister and not squander what I've been given. And I walked out of there literally feeling like a million bucks. And, um, and it, it really mentally put me back like John Campbell. I had put my head in the right place. You know, I got my, got my mind. Is it head or mind, Mark? Head. It, I got my head in the right place. Is that right? Get your head right. I had got my head right. Thank you. Yeah. I felt like I'd got my head right. I'd been kind you of. You were all over it, Aaron. Yeah. Thank you. I was so close. Um, <laughs> B seven. You missed. You sank my battleship. That's kind of how I was feeling. Uh, I felt, I had felt like the last few weeks my head had not been right. I had been. You know, fighting the M&Ms at work. We talked about that and schedules crazy and going through rehab and all these things. I just felt like I was not on my game. And I felt like yesterday when I walked out of there after doing that, um, I felt like I had my head right again. And so I just want to encourage you out there. If you're that person that maybe you made a start and you stopped, um, maybe you need some motivation and, you know, I hope you don't have to have tragedy in your life to motivate you. Like it was one of my motivating factors, but in the words of the wise man, John Campbell, Get your head right. Just put yourself in the game. Make that choice. Take that step. Move forward and don't look back. Because, you know, I could have easily gone outside and it wouldn't have been the end of the world. I mean, one million workouts about just doing it right the next time. But it made a difference to me mentally and emotionally to do what I did yesterday. That's a great story, Aaron. I'm glad you shared it. Well, I appreciate it. I, you know, I figured if nothing else that hopefully somebody out there, maybe, maybe it'll get them to make that make that decision today too so that's it that's all i got that was all that was that was both barrels except i do have a tip and uh, my tip's very short it's gonna be quick here's my tip shop smart don't buy bad stuff 
And if you don't have a it, box of Oreos in the pantry, you can't go eat them. So there you go. Indeed. Go to the store prepared with a list of, of what you're going to buy and don't buy a bunch of crapola. There you go. Mark, thank you. Take it. You know, they, they talk about the list as a, a money-saving technique, but it's also a, a waistband-saving technique. It is. A list is a saving. big deal. Make a list and stick with it. Yep. So, if you'd like to find out more about uh, the three guys here in front of you or our crazy families, uh, you can find Aaron at OneMealOneWorkout.com or, or just OneMealOneWorkout on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, anywhere else. Uh, but OneMealOneWorkout.com is his home base. My home base, the home base of this podcast and others like it, is ElementOP.com. Uh, find us there. Uh, as Don mentioned, we've got all the other shows out there that you can hop into if you happen to have a mobile app. You can jump right in there and, uh, and just listen to all the shows that we have going on. And we have uh, our forums there. You can uh, talk with other people, share your stories, like Aaron has shared his story, and and find out what's going on uh, with other people who are on this journey with you. So uh, you can do that all at elementop.com. Well, thank you guys again. And um, if you celebrate Christmas and you're hearing this on the Friday before Christmas, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, then I still hope you have a wonderful day on February, Christmas, what's the day? December 25th. And if you're listening to this three years from now, I hope you have a great day anyway. Whatever day it is, it doesn't really matter. Have a great day. And remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, make a list. And it's recommended that you consult your healthcare provider.